Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to e-editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app, download on the App Store or get it on Google Play now. All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business. This is Simone Grogan with your Wednesday afternoon headlines. Gina Reinhardt's Hancock Prospecting says it will move to boost Perth Basin exploration and bring new gas into the market as it becomes the third company chasing Warrego Energy. Today's bid of 23 cents per share values Warrego at about $280 million. In its bidder's statement, Hancock said it would up investment in exploration and work to facilitate timely development of new natural gas supply on the Western Australian market. That comes amid skyrocketing gas prices on the East Coast and warnings of a potential shortage in WA from 2025. Warrego would be a strategic fit for Hancock's portfolio, which also includes a controlling interest in Roy Hill Holdings and significant pastoral holdings, the business said. Hancock also said it would not need debt financing to develop Perth Basin gas, and the business empire could act as a long-term gas buyer. The Hancock bid was a 15% premium to Beach Energy's $0.20 per share offer and a 67% premium over the target's six-month volume-weighted average price, the company said. ASX-listed Strike Energy had moved first on Warrego but was gazumped by Kerry Stokes-backed Beach. Strike is chaired by Perth dealmaker John Poynton. And in politics, Parliament has heard further details of the state government's settlement with John Holland following the end of legal wrangling over its work on Perth Children's Hospital. John Holland's construction of the $1.2 billion hospital became the subject of controversy after it opened in 2018 following a series of delays. Issues with lead contamination and asbestos plagued the project, which John Holland in turn suggested had changed in a way not initially covered by the initial contract. A state government spokesperson announced late last week that the state government had negotiated a commercial settlement with the company after making two offers to settle in 2018. John Holland took legal action against the state in 2019, seeking more than $300 million in compensation. The spokesperson did not disclose the value of the settlement. Speaking in Parliament this afternoon, Finance Minister Tony Booty said the state would pay $38 million to John Holland. He claimed the resolution avoided a lengthy trial that could have resulted in the matter not being settled until 2025. And in more Hancock prospecting news, Gina Reinhardt's private company has fallen short of last year's mega profit, posting a $5.8 billion bottom line for 2022 as it flags new growth and investment plans. The group also reported a fall in revenue on the back of weaker iron ore prices, from $16.6 billion in the 2021 financial year to $14.6 billion for the 2022 financial year. Alongside its financials, Hancock Prospecting also outlined upcoming growth and ongoing investment commitments. Among them was a $605 million investment earmarked by the Atlas Iron Board to develop the McPhee Creek project, an expansion of its Roy Hill operations that is tipped to increase capacity by 10 million tonnes per annum. 
Studies for new deposit at Hope Downs are also ongoing, with the approvals process underway for Mulga Downs. A final investment decision for a new iron ore export berth at Port Hedland under a new arrangement with Mineral Resources is expected early next year. Outside of iron ore, Hancock has just under $500 million in an investment portfolio geared towards future metals, such as copper, rare earths and lithium. And coming up next, senior editor Mark Beyer talks about some of the innovative ways that WA's biggest businesses are retaining employees. Hopgood Gannam Lawyers is one of Australia's leading independent legal advisory firms. For nearly 50 years, our knowledge and expertise has delivered exceptional outcomes for our clients, giving them the most accurate, appropriate and usable guidance. We invest time and expertise to build trusted alliances with our clients and to understand their commercial drivers, which enables us to deliver over and above what a traditional legal firm offers. To find out what we can do for you, visit hopgoodgannam.com.au. Hopgood Gannam Lawyers. Exceptional outcomes. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Jordan Murray, today joined by Senior Editor Mark Byer. Mark, how are you this afternoon? Very good, thank you. Mark, it's no secret that the labour market in WA is tight at the moment. Uh, Skilled workers are hard to find and that's led to some interesting moves by some of the state's biggest businesses to try and keep good workers when they find them. Uh, Mark, you wrote about the state's biggest employers for the latest edition of Business News and noted two fascinating examples of where this has occurred. Uh, What are some of the the outside-of-the-box ways that major companies are retaining their staff? Look, as we've discussed a lot um, over the last couple of years, uh, the labour shortage is the number one issue for many businesses. Um, so, look, it's good to sit down with people and talk about exactly what they're doing to try and address this. Um, it's pretty broad, um, but one of the people who's been very active in this space is Chris Ellison at Mineral Resources. They're a big, diversified mining and contracting company. And uh, they've got a you know, very ambitious growth agenda. They need lots of people, so they're taking a very broad approach as to who they can recruit. And there's a great line from Chris. We caught up with him after their annual meeting. Um, Quote, if your hairdresser goes missing, it's probably because we've poached them. Uh, He talked about taking a young lady out of a beauty salon, uh, Chris's phrase, and after eight weeks of training, they can be earning $130,000 a year uh, driving a big dump truck up on a mine, mine site. Um, and they can do seven days on, seven days off. So lots of money, lots of flexibility, um, and a whole range of other benefits that he can talk about. There are also plenty of traditional ways that companies are attracting staff, including at Deloitte, where a combination of generous leave packages and flexible working are available to new hires. Yeah, look, um, I guess flexible work and um, well, what we used to call maternity leave are not new. What's changing is that people are applying that you know they really are becoming much more flexible um, and they're becoming a lot more generous so parental leave at Deloitte and look and other professional firms um, they're not on their own but you know they're certainly matching the markets so they're a good case study 18 weeks paid parental leave um, the parental leave can be taken at any time over a three-year period uh, full-time or part-time Um, and available to both parents, uh, women or men. And fascinatingly, uh, where both parents work at Deloitte, they can each take the full 18 weeks leave. So uh, a big change from my memories of being a young parent. 
The downside risk of all of this is the negative effect it has on business confidence. And according to numbers collated by Business News for our data and insights platform, there doesn't seem to have been much change between this year and last when it comes to employment figures. Yeah, so we pulled together this annual survey on WA's largest employers. Um, So it's all part of our data and insights uh, database. And not surprisingly, because the economy is effectively at full employment, unemployment rate consistently below 4%, um, there's very very little capacity to grow, and particularly at a time when international migration has effectively been cut off because of COVID restrictions. But nonetheless, uh, interesting to go through the list and see who's who. Um, The big retail companies are top of the list. So Woolworths, 15,500 people in WA, uh, West Farmers, um, and most of their people are in retail stores like Bunnings, Kmart, Officeworks, same number. And Coles is also up there, just behind on 15,000 people. Then you've got the big mining companies, uh, so BHP, Rio Tinto, Fortescue Metals Group, um, also very large employers in WA. Um, the private healthcare groups, St John of God Healthcare and Ramsey Healthcare. And then also the other names that aren't really household names, but are very big employers in WA, the facilities management companies like uh, Sodexo and um, uh, Serco and Compass Group. You know, they run a lot of the mining camps and do all that sort of behind the scenes, the, the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, also very big employers. Now, we talked a bit about retaining workers in white-collar jobs before, but how does retention differ between industries? What are the different ways in which companies are trying to keep their staff? Well, look, I was actually struck by some parallels um, across different industry sectors. So one of the people I talked to was Gary Giorgio, um, so a big engineering and construction group. Um, once again, you know, they're, they're having on a good run at the moment, uh, lots of growth, not just in WA, but interstate. Um, similar things, paid parental leave. You know, it's one of the key initiatives that they've been upgrading um, as well as sort of you know, salary and other benefits generally to stay competitive. Um, I guess the theme that comes through, you know, company culture, um, hard to pin down, but it's a point that everyone talks about as an important point for partly attraction but also retention of staff. Also doing interesting, challenging work. Um, might seem obvious, but you know something to highlight. And in the case of Giorgio, they've won some very big long-term projects. Um, you know, for instance, they're building some of the big roads projects around WA. And their view is that when they can offer that certainty and continuity to people, that's a real boost for staff retention. Um, but also, you know, a third theme is people are becoming a lot more selective in the work that they take on. They realise there's a limit on the number of people they can get, and in particular, the number of good people. So in the past days that gone by, any job you could get, you went hard for it. Now people are saying, well, actually, I think we'll let that one go through and we'll just focus on our good clients and work that we know we can definitely deliver. And training, what's being done on that front at the moment? Well, look, this is where people are trying a bit harder to bring people into the workforce uh, that might have been overlooked in times gone by. So uh, Giorgio, for instance, has a program in tandem with Main Roads WA that's focused on the long-term unemployed and providing training programs for them, and they've had some real traction on that one. 
Another example, uh, Carey Group, their training arm works with Department of Justice and they're working with minimum security prisoners at Carnot Prison Farm and they've got a 14-week course there and that's to get people into um, construction and mining services roles, um, also getting traction. Uh, similarly, in the trucking sector, the Western Roads Federation uh, has teamed up with the Transport Workers Union. They spoke to the state government. They've got a training program there. 30% female participation. So these things are expensive. They require a bit more investment of time and effort, uh, but it shows that you, uh, people who I guess you'd call um, on the margins of the labour force, um, that if you put the effort in, you can bring them in and all these programs are starting to deliver results. Not really uh, huge numbers, but significant num- nonetheless. To read more on this one, head online now to businessnews.com.au, scroll down to the special reports tab and you can read more about biggest employers. Or if you want to see any of the data referenced in this podcast, you can head to data and insights and scroll down to the biggest employers list. In the meantime, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jordan. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au. This business news podcast is supported by Hopgood Gannon Lawyers. Our knowledge and expertise has been delivering exceptional outcomes for nearly 50 years.